G'day mate, my name is Jordan Cope and I'm from the UK. You should go on over to at Sad Boys Pod to talk to your favorite sad boy at Jarvis. He's the best, but also I'm dumb and stupid. All right, Jarvis, are you just working on the mic? Oh, oh hey. Um, sorry. Why are the mics on? Uh, I was, I was, I was warming them up. We're not recording till Saturday. Why are you here? Uh, right they, now? they, ex- they, uh, they shrink in the in the winter. Um, uh, sorry, my Uber's right. here. I have okay. to go. Right. Um, all right. Weird. Okay. Um. Anyway, I mean, since the mics was on, maybe I should. Uh... Well, howdy! It's hey, me. Hey, um, uh, sorry, I left hey, my iPhone charger. Hey, hey, dude. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Take take it away. Uh, anyway, see you next week. Yeah, see you next All week right. for the next yeah. episode. Bye. Welcome to the Sad Boys, a podcast about feelings and other things. Also, I'm Jarvis, and I'm Jordan Krampus Cope. It's a holiday episode. <laughs> Perfect segue. <laughs> it is, yeah. I, I kind of, I guess, right? When does this come out, roughly? This is going to come out right before New Year's. Yeah, that's festive, right? It's festive. It's currently Christmas Eve. It is. We're spending Christmas Eve together. Me on my bed, you on my floor. Uh, you didn't have to tell him that. <laughs> like a peon. I'm actually, uh, uh, Jordan has has given me his bed and he's he's lofted it. High up to the I'm ceiling. I'm carrying it on my back like Atlas. <laughs> yeah. And I have, I'm yet to shrug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, George, this is actually Jordan's recording from below the bed where he's holding up my weight and the weight of the bed. I We've never had uh, fan art, I guess. But if we were to start generating a little bit of fan art, if there's any uh, uh, artistically abilityed bad sentence if there's any uh, artistically <laughs> skilled people out there um please do a drawing of me carrying a bed with jarvis on it like a roman emperor but what if they're artistically abilityed oh my god if your artistic <laughs> abilities run <laughs> that's like being an x-man <laughs> you're not allowed to have those abilities uh so on today's episode we talk about vulnerability and we also talk about the unintuitive benefits of cleaning house both literally and figuratively yeah uh i mean we'll expand on it but the basic idea is that not only is it really healthy for your personal development and and mental state to clean your space and nest and be comfortable in your in your natural environment but it's also just very healthy to audit your emotional state to say what are the things that are bothering me what are the things that are getting me down right now and what the fuck can i do about them which we will do and we'll also talk about what's been up with us, mental health wise. Hell yeah! This is this is Christmas Eve, Jordan and Jarvis for sure. Oh yeah, for we're sure. hanging out. We're festiving. We're festive. It's festivus for the rest of us. I don't even know what that's from. <laughs> that's from Seinfeld, right? Uh, sure. Uh, okay. My secret. I mean, we could get this into this in an entirely separate other episode. My secret comedy nerd shame is that I have absorbed approximately eight minutes of Seinfeld in my entire I, life. I've tried to watch it a number of times, and I. But it's like black people didn't watch Seinfeld because of the law. Let's get sad. Let's get mad. Let's get boys. Let's get boys. And actually, the amount of time we spend doing Jerry Seinfeld voice versus the amount of time we spend watching the show is way out of whack. I've seen like a number of Seinfeld episodes, but I haven't seen like the entirety. And and it's like as a result, I've like not seen that much curb and I'm not really in the in the zeitgeist of the of the Seinfeld fan. See, that's the thing. I've actually watched a pretty significant amount of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I wonder if I'm missing, like, a dimension, right? Like, am I, are there references that I'm not cottoning onto? Yeah, I like, get that could... Seinfeld is important and it's occasionally referenced, but I'm all I'm getting from Curb is sometimes it's hard to be white. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> so... Uh, 
you're missing the word too. Sometimes it's hard to be white too. Oh, and sometimes it's also hard to be white and rich <laughs> and old. I forgot too. <laughs> sometimes it's hard to be too old. <laughs> sometimes it's hard to be old and white and rich and influential and uh, having benefited from a number of power structures. To be fair though, Jarvis, it is really annoying when they get your name wrong on a cup at Starbucks. <laughs> that is very frustrating. You know, that's a fresh take yeah. <laughs> that I've never heard before. Dude, honestly, I got a Type 5 on airplanes. It's going to blow your mind. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be great. If nobody's ever heard of Seinfeld, the guy, you've got so much material you can steal. <laughs> That's great. Also, like, um, if I had, like, maybe just been on an airplane and had never... <laughs> gotten anyone else's opinions on food on if that airplane? If you are not a fan of stand-up or pop culture and you just flew for the first time, I am going to crack you up. <laughs> yeah, wow. Just imagine being a fan of stand-up for the first time. Oh my god. That's probably not that uncommon, right? A lot of people probably discovered stand-up via Louis. That's probably oh, not that uncommon. I, I would actually think that it more Kevin Hart and uh, yeah, good point. Like Russell Peters and um, uh, uh, Gabriel Iglesias. God, god, that's funny, isn't it? It's yeah. so funny that I it's a different when I went for mainstream comedian, I yeah, went yeah. for like the fourth most popular comedian, and also not a great talking point. At this yeah, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like the fourth most popular mainstream comedian, he's there are far more popular people in yeah. Louis I actually think it's kind of cool that um, Kevin Hart is as big as he is because yeah. even if I don't like, I'm not a like a huge fan of his work. It it he is like well respected yeah. in the in the community and it's like people see his comedy as like really solid mm-hmm. and it's not like selling out or anything like that he's, or it's not like cheap cheap comedy or anything while i don't connect with a lot of his material he's objectively a good performer he's, oh absolutely he's compelling he's commanding he's got a lot of natural charisma uh the thing that's always blocked me with kevin hart has always just been that the reference points don't go deep enough like, oh, I've watched two of his specials, yeah. and each time I was like, ooh, I can tell you right on the precipice of something really insightful, but yeah, we're just going to scrape the surface and move on. Yeah, and it's like, he doesn't, I don't even know that he wants to make, like, Chris Rock wants to make that connection, yeah. that A to C, where he's like, and here is how I turn it on society, uh-huh. and and it's this beautiful, like, dance, like, and and Kevin Hart, I think, like, is is... You know, he's hustling the jokes and, and yeah. like it doesn't have to get that deep. And it's yeah. And I shouldn't hold him to that expectation. Yeah. It's no, his art. I don't get to tell. No, him but the, I, I think that that's like your own taste that you're entitled to. Right. Yeah. And like I'm I'm similar. Right. Like I like the A to C to be connected, which is why I compare like Chris Rock to Kevin Hart in this example, because Chris Rock is someone who like is um just like a different type of joke. I, I think it's what's really cool is that even at the highest points of success, you have a lot of different you have a lot of different perspectives on performing and a lot of different like yeah. workflows. Like you've got Chappelle who like works it all out on stage. Like uh he like just goes up and like does stuff and then like he turns his improvisation into like his written stand up. And you have Chris Rock who like writes everything to the T and like has like the choreography of like how he walks on stage that syncs yeah. up to like the words and like the script and the argument. Like he thinks of it like a legal argument. There, there are as clear distinctions that there are amongst genre in film, right? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. saying that they're both stand up comedians is minimizing in a way. Absolutely. Because there's so much process behind it. Um, 
one thing, just since we're talking about this, and we should do an episode on stand-up comedians, because that would be so fun. We're yeah, both yeah, yeah. nerds for that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it totally would be. Uh, especially with somebody that potentially has different tastes, mm-hmm. uh, not dramatically, but maybe uh, is a fan of a stand-up we don't know much about, or can bring an alternative perspective, because by God, it's a very subjective topic. You know, comedy's a nightmare. Yeah. But <laughs> comedy's a nightmare. Sad boys. <laughs> <laughs> Sad boys, colon, a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute nightmare. Um, but one thing that I really like, and maybe I'm not seeing enough stand-up enough fresh stand-up maybe my perspective is skewed right one thing i really like about the way that modern stand-up comedy is skewing is that it's trending away from hate in Mm. a really really positive way yeah exclusive from hate there's plenty of hateful stand-up yeah but i would say you know the top five most contemporarily popular stand-up comedians for the most part are mainstream popular because they're not too blue. They talk mostly about relatively relatable topics. Yeah. Whereas, like, I mean, we've talked at length about Eddie Raw, Murphy right? Raw. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Like, it's impossible to watch. We now should that. explain what that is for all of the children listening. So, because we're one hundred years old now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Eddie Murphy before he was known as a a family like movie actor. And then turned, like, I think he's just, like, not around anymore. Well, he was turned into Donkey from Shrek. <laughs> okay, I see. I see. <laughs> For the movie, uh, and was never okay, turned yeah. back. Yeah, he played the role of Donkey in Shrek. And prior to that, like, the career that he lived in his 20s, like, when he, he was on SNL, he was, like, one of the, maybe the youngest person on SNL. Quite possibly, at, yeah. at that point, maybe before Pete Davidson, or even, like, Pete Davidson was the youngest since Eddie Murphy. And he was the biggest stand-up comedian. Yeah. Like he was, a significant margin. He was like the big stand-up comedian. And he was like 22 years old and he was like a freaking comet. Like he was he was the biggest thing. And, and was also at this point, I mean, Roar is post uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Okay, yeah. So I he think so. he's not only an incredibly successful comedian, but he's basically the the pre-nucleus Kevin Hart. Right. Like, here's this dude that can do feature films, sold out comedy specials, and also be just a general celebrity personality. And Andy's doing uh, you know, SNL where he's like yeah. the best person on SNL also. So like, he, he's, he's like encompassing every part of the Venn diagram. Like, yeah, yeah. How yeah. can you possibly be doing this? Exactly. And what's very unfortunate about that, like partially the time, partially like Eddie Murphy's like youth and and youth, youth. General- he's like twenty two. That's fair. You're right. No, yeah, you're yeah, absolutely yeah. right. I was giving him a pass in, in just sheer ignorance. And it, like it's like ignorance combined with fact that like no one told him no yes. at the time because we were at a different point in society. It was like the 80s. And so he's this just all leading to a stand up special he did called Eddie Murphy colon raw. Yeah, which is I think at the time was well received. Mm hmm. And, like, it does not age well because a lot of it is this, like, angry, mean type of comedy that punches down at, like, the gay community uh, and among other things, like, to be honest, about, like, you know, like, mental health. It, like, basically punches down on every – about, like, little people. Basically every possible group that you could offend. He offends in the worst way by this, like, very mean punching down, right? Yeah, for, like, a contemporary example – uh, it would be like the kind of comedy elicited in a lot of uh, Adult Swim shows now without the implicit irony. Oh, it's yeah. It's just, aren't gay people weird? That's the joke. Yeah, That's yeah, where yeah. the joke ends. Yeah, and, that's, and, and it's just like using all the... And yeah, it's like using all the slurs and... Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. And it's just Jesus. like, yeah, it's, it's horrible. And it's wild to think about that because this, this was Eddie Murphy at the height 
And like that was a huge special for him too. Mm-hmm. Was it like HBO or something? Mm-hmm. And it's to date, by far his largest special. Yeah, yeah, and it's a possibly. I would. I mean, I have no data behind this, but I would say one of the largest African American comedy specials, maybe ever. Yeah, I, I think I think it is, but I think Kevin Hart has done a bunch of like. almost performatively huge like (laughs) thing where it's like you know what what if i did comedy at a football stadium (laughs) like that's the thing like one of his specials like he has like a a, a million at this point yeah uh and and yeah he did one at like uh, a football stadium i think comedy would be best projected onto the earth (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. no kevin hart is gonna be yeah is gonna be the one who's like all right well i've run out of earthlings (laughs) who can see my comedy this elon guy has got some ideas (laughs) yeah project me onto Mars. Kevin Hart is the first performer to <laughs> sell out, sell out Terra Firma. <laughs> You thought that rover was curious before. <laughs> I mean, just show him Kevin Hart special. I don't know, man. Anyway, this is the stand-up boys. <laughs> Stand boys. So the stand boys. Stand boys. Uh, but enough about enough about that, Jordan. How enough about uh, wildly outrageous stand-up of the 80s and 90s? Yeah. And our incredibly niche opinions on them and how everybody <laughs> should listen to us. Yeah, because this is what everyone wants to hear. <laughs> <laughs> to hear two poorly contextualized opinions on stand-up and comedy. Uh, how's your week? My week has been very positive. Okay. Uh, I was a little sick earlier in the week, but uh, being sick all week meant that as soon as I got healthy, I got in an active cleaning mode. And two big things happened, Jarvis. Whoa! One, I got a cat. What? I got a little kitty cat. That's what that was? Yeah, that's not my daughter. I <laughs> thought it was a small bear. <laughs> Unconfirmed so far. I've sent the test off to Ancestry.com. Fingers crossed. Uh, no, I have a cat called Diva. <laughs> Hold on, sorry. What? You sent- no follow-up questions required, and we're moving on to the next one. <laughs> you, sent- <laughs> you sent your cat's information huh? to human ancestry website, Ancestry.com? I didn't see that anywhere on the website. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is like Airbud rules. Oh, Air <laughs> nowhere Bud. in the website does it say that it can't tell you where a cat right, is from. Right, that's fair, that's fair. It's like, they're, like nowhere in the basketball rules does it say a dog can't play basketball i believe it says uh, nowhere in the rules does it say that airbud can't play it doesn't contextualize what airbud is (laughs) it's an airbud tm (laughs) no member of the airbud why did you this is like the the freaking senate like tax bill where they like sneak in <laughs> random addendums and it's like what's this weird airbud clause and a, a dog in a magistrate's wig yeah. <laughs> just goes like oh i don't know ignore that you got a cat i got a little kitty cat her name is diva she will be in the uh, episode artwork for this photo possibly replacing me because the read i got so far is that she might actually be more appropriate for the show uh weirdly though diva looks exactly like a cartoon version of you yeah so nuts. you might not notice the the change in the album artwork mm-hmm. because diva looks so specifically like a cartoon version of you know her. i feel bad that we're even mentioning it because i feel like only true fans would notice it and then when they shout it out we can send them some merch or some shit because oh honestly yeah. it's borderline identical yeah, well, I'll have to edit this out. But if if anybody hits me with a DM, I'll definitely send them merch that exists. <laughs> There's actually um, Diva in many senses. She's a black and white cat that's kind of mean, which is like the three main entities that make me. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah, you're black and you're white and you're kind of mean. And I'm kind but of I mean. also thought that's every cat. <laughs> <laughs> she's a color and also she's mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, is there a cat that isn't those things? Dude, I recently had, uh, so I was always traditionally a dog person. Right. And I was discussing the idea of getting a dog and people very reasonably were like, And hey, then you did a hundred good deeds yeah. <laughs> and, and a wizard turned you I, into a human. 
<laughs> I went to a basketball game and they wouldn't allow me to play. They said I had to be a dog now. Right. Um, but the, the um, <laughs> you're Air Bud, but you're six three and black. <laughs> Your name no is just the rules Air Bud. <laughs> A regular human being can play basketball. You just changed your name to Airbud. But like one of the main things that uh, I came away with after doing a little bit of do I get a cat, do I get a dog research was, okay, I'm clearly not home enough to have a dog. Right. But some people were also really skeptical about me getting a cat. Their description being, hey, it's just a nice roommate that doesn't really talk to you. To which I said, sick. Yeah. Okay. Do they pay rent? Like, what's the deal here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turns out... Big no on that one. Okay. <laughs> Feeling a little screwed over there. Well, that's unfortunate. She's been great. She's been here uh, one full day so far. Uh, she was a little bit fussy last night, a little bit of meowing, but outside of that, she's been a charmer. She loves Jarvis. Uh, hasn't touched him yet, but visually I can tell. Yeah, we lock eyes from across the room. She's got crack eyes 100% of the time, crack which is fun. She has straight up crack eyes. That's how she was described to me uh, before I picked her up. And it's how she looks 100% of the time. Uh, Wait, yeah. What Perfectly we- circular pupils. Okay, so walk me through that. They're like, uh, yeah, we'd love you to see the cat. Here's the thing. Yeah. Crack eyes. Huh? <laughs> yeah, like, like, did you go, oh, I know what that means. I Well, I was on crack at the time. <laughs> so I was so like, I was like you, my eyes? You, we were FaceTiming, so I was very confused. Um, she's been great. She's, she's settling That's in really fantastic. well. And the second thing that happened this week, Jarvis. <gasps> what was that? Huh? Oh, my. There's something in the sky. It's, it's a bird. Flying in. It's a plane. It's. No, it was, you were right. It was a bird. Okay. <laughs> Ouch! It bit me, but it left a mark reading. Do birds even bite? <laughs> Shut up, Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have teeth. This one did, and it could talk, and it told me that I'm doing a new segment. Oh. I have a new segment for the show, Jarvis. Oh, perfect. It's a new little segment. It's basically the same thing I do every single week, but I've Jordan's started to Special Space? It. Jordan's Special Space has been retired uh, because I was sued <laughs> hundreds oh, wow. of times for the name. Um, the Special Space was apparently too intimate, so I've gone for something a little bit more obscure. I see. Mm. Uh, today, we're going to kick off the very first episode of a podcast within this podcast called Jordan's Bizarre, Challenging, and Emotionally Strenuous Social Interaction of the Week. I'm a fan. Because by God, I have plenty, and it's about time I started doing something. Yeah, no, I'd love to hear the chronicles of your social interactions. (laughs) The chronicles of awkward Narnia. Um, And of course, we welcome guests. You're more than welcome to come on this show inside of Sad Boys. Oh, I see. There's a separate, yeah, it's a full separate show. This one costs money. (laughs) Okay. If you're listening to this and you have your iTunes account attached, you're going to judge. Don't worry about (laughs) it. I assume. I don't really know. You're the engineer. You figure it out. Anyway, my awkward and strenuous conversation of the week uh, came about when I was walking down Market Street in San Francisco. Okay. Um, pretty positive day. Right. Chilly, you know. Early, uh-huh. early winter. I've got my right. coat on. I'm feeling positive. Nothing can go wrong. Nothing did go wrong, but by God, did I discover something, Jarvis. What did you discover? So, are you familiar with uh, pamphleteers? Pamphleteers, be it for God or for the rainforest, anything in that environment. Are those are pamphleteers the people who hand out pamphlets? Correct, yes. Got it. Um, I believe legally you do have to call them pamphleteers. Though. Not to be confused with planeteers, <laughs> who are the people who summon Captain Planet. <laughs> or pamphleters that are able to create pamphlets with their minds. <laughs> oh, right, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little confusing. Um, so Captain Planet was there with his uh, Not to be confused with Pam from the office. <laughs> <laughs> or pamphleteers that are able to be Pam whenever they choose. Right, right, right. They're cursed with a lupine yeah. ability to turn into a dog. Oh, not a to be confused with Pam for tears, <laughs> which is uh, is when you spray the Pam's 
Why does the listener count say minus one? <laughs> it just keeps going down. I don't know how to make it stop. Why has that podcast been deleted from iTunes? <laughs> why Why is the podcast being deleted from my computer right now <laughs> as we're recording it? It's Surely it's not that bad. So you, uh, there are some pamphleteers. I've been into some pamphleteers. And uh, fortunately, by virtue of being born of uh, solid, grumpy English, Irish, and Kenyan stock. Black and I'm, white and mean. Black, white, and mean. I find it very easy to say no when pamphleteers start to offer me something. Right. But whenever it's something that I do have a genuine interest to in, but I don't actually want to contribute to financially because black, white, and mean, um, it, I tend to get a little bit stuck. Ooh. So if somebody offers me a Jehovah's Witness pamphlet, it's easy. I just go, oh, no, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, you guys do a great thing over here in the States where instead of just offering the pamphlet, you have a cavalcade of interesting techniques, one of which my personal favorite. Okay. This is yours. They point Whoa. it at you and they go, this is yours. And the percentage of people on like Pier 39, mostly tourists, right. they just go like, oh, thank you for the thing that is mine. And then walk away holding <laughs> You're trash. You're right, this is mine. <laughs> oh, free trash. I thank am a Jehovah's you. Witness. <laughs> and then they go, this is yours. And it spreads like a zombie disease. So I get locked in this conversation with my good friend D'Angelo. Okay. Wow, you knew, know his name. And I, maybe this is not the right time to tell you my experience with every pamphleteer, but I just like look up and then look down and continue walking <laughs> as if I have am late to something. That's a pro move. I think natural British politeness dictated that I at least acknowledge them because he was dead in the center and they, they travel in packs, these particular ones. This was right. to save something related to the rainforest. Clearly, D'Angelo did not do a great job of explaining <laughs> the mission of this right. company that I've also forgotten the name of. But um, he was out there. He's very friendly. He was a white man. To challenge your assumption, listener, <laughs> D'Angelo was a white man. Um, while chatting to D'Angelo, he gave me the details on his thing that I, for the life of me, do not remember. Right. Um, and while standing there, I had the privilege to hear something incredible. You heard something incredible. Something quite incredible. Oh, he's crying. I'm crying. Because uh, one of D'Angelo's friends, I assume, is <laughs> somebody working with him uh, to tell Angelo. people about D'Angelo, Angelo, and C. Angelo, and D'Angelo. Uh, one of his friends was also... <laughs> <laughs> all, all 27 of, of his <laughs> friends. <laughs> the alphabet of Angelo. D'Angelo, D'Angelo. And uh, Fangelo. Uh, but uh, his good friend, uh, C. Angelo, or one of his friends at least, was handing out pamphlets also and was using a technique that I personally have never encountered but was thoroughly charmed by. Okay. <laughs> which was saying nothing, no opening lines, nothing polite, nothing like, hey, sir, how's it going? Like offering a hand. Hey, this is yours. Right. Oh, you drop this. Yeah. Instead, this man stands perfectly still by the side of the sidewalk. <laughs> I started laughing at the time, which is why this is getting me. Right. And just says... I we're actually crying, by the way. <laughs> he just... <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> I shouldn't find this so funny. He points the pamphlet at them, face side away, so they don't know what it says, and said, you want this good stuff? <laughs> again and again. <laughs> said multiple times to the same person. Wait, what was the tone of you want this good stuff? Like, you want this good stuff? Incredibly mundane. <laughs> you want hey, this good stuff? I've got some good stuff if you're looking for some. I've got some surplus good stuff. I've got he some stuff of the good variety. Offering the pamphlet and just saying, hey, you want this good stuff? You want this good stuff? You want this good stuff? And at one, po at one point, two women walked past him who clearly knew him and said, this again? And then what? walked away. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was, you couldn't write that. I mean, by God, you know, as a as a, uh, I consider myself an entrepreneur, and I respect that hustle. But by God, oh my God! The funny thing was, as soon as he said that, despite already having heard the pitch from uh, one of the Angelos, right? I I kind of wanted that good stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, maybe he's got something else going on. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I did not ask a follow up question. But by God, I grew that day. Yeah, it sounds like it. Oh man, and I wanted that good stuff. Uh, but speaking of the good stuff, we have a podcast for you. And before we dive into it, okay, young Jart, young Jarvis, that's me. How the hell was your week? Ah, uh, you know, it was like pretty busy uh in a way that is we'll talk about it in uh, a segment that we're gonna get to but i have a lot of things going on right now and they're all colliding in new and interesting ways that i would have never expected like for example i um so i have adhd and i've recently um started taking medication for it um it's very much in the early stages Mm -hmm. and um i'm in this like process with my psychiatrist where i'm just trying stuff out to see how how it works um, with me. And I was trying this medication uh, and it was like mostly unnoticeable, but I was forgetting. I was like weirdly forgetful in a way that I've like never been forgetful before. So like uh, I would pour myself a glass of water and like turn on the faucet and then I would start to walk away from a running faucet. Short term. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I'm looking at running water and I'm just like, I have the urge to like get out of there without turning off the faucet. I was like, huh. what is happening to me? And then I had uh, an appointment on like a Wednesday at 10 a.m. And on Thursday at 10 a.m., I go, oh, I was supposed to be somewhere yesterday. Ooh. Like it was weird. Strange. Yeah, it was it was really eerily strange. Was yeah. it, it sounds like most of the, the two examples you've given so far seem to be like procedural stuff, right? Like organizing right. my calendar, forgetting to turn the faucet off, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But was there like a macro version where you just couldn't recall things from your past? Or was it mostly It was it was mostly like doing the like it was mostly like doing the computations that you'd have to do in your day to day life yeah. were just like we're mostly fine, but then there would be weird lapses like with this uh, like faucet thing. And so that's why it was like really hard to tell if it was like related to uh, the medication or not. Yeah. But because like, it was control Jarvis just wasn't functioning yeah, as normal. Yeah, because it had never happened before. That was the only reason I like noticed it. I was like, I've never walked away from a running faucet before, <laughs> yeah. you know? Well, that's the kind of thought process where you go like, am I walking away from? No, I wouldn't do that. Anyway, continue walking away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Super strange. Um, and yeah, just is things- that the same medication you're taking currently? Or that was no, I've started a new one. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just had a ton of like work has been pretty wild. I've had a bunch of appointments and I've just been going from place to place to place to place. And the problem with that is whenever I feel like I'm running out of time or that I'm strapped for time, I start to excessively like spend money to like make things okay. So like taking like a, like a regular lift instead of like a lift line or something mm-hmm. or like ordering out like five nights a week because I'm like, oh, I don't have this 30 minutes to spare. I need like food to just come and then I can like keep going and doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, and it is a very destructive like way to live because I tend to, like when I get super busy like this, every tertiary thing in my life, like things from like friends that I want to keep up with to like my room's cleanliness go to the wayside. Yeah. Like I, I just like forget all of my like relationships with people. I like go into a cave, my, my room like stacks up with dirty clothes. I like start to, you know, I don't have time to do laundry. I don't have time to like 
workout, you know, like all, all that. And it, it's, it's not fun. Yeah. I mean, sorry. I had so many thoughts that I, I was struggling to pass them for a second. There. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm sorry. That's been a struggle for you. Uh, I, I guess I don't want to be overly formulaic with the show, but this just feels like such an appropriate segue in what we were going to talk about. Oh yeah. No, I, I'm a professional. <laughs> uh, but I, I do have a quick follow up question before we get. Yeah. 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 Hit me. Um, you specifically reference like the, the, the convalescence of work plus thing plus thing equals this version of Jarvis. Right. Um, how much would you attribute that to the medication at the time versus just the way Jarvis is when the pressure is on? Like, is are you ordering takeaway five nights a week when the pressure is on anyway? Oh, yeah, totally. Like, this isn't... Um, so the medication was actually just, like, a tiny element. Maybe, maybe like, one-eighth of a pizza. You yeah. know, like... Maybe even contributing more to this feeling of overwhelm than actually creating. Right, because the logistics of, okay, I've got this schedule with this new medication, I need to remember to take it like this and not like that, and, you know, like, That's all that. That's a slice. Yeah, it's a slice. Um, and so it was more just another thing. It was, like, another hobby. It's like, oh, you also have dance class. That's, like, that's mm. what the medication was. Um so it wasn't really negatively contributing to my life that much, but um, normally when I get really busy, I get like this. Yeah, uh, and which is it can be destructive, right? Because if you treat yourself absolutely. that way, not only is it harder to get out of that loop, but also, I mean, a, a big part of it for for both of us, I think we've talked about this in the past, is that when you get locked in those kind of cycles. They are, uh, it's an Ouroboros, right? It feeds itself. Oh, yeah. The feeling of being stuck in a rut creates the feeling of being stuck in a rut. Yeah, absolutely. Thus putting you in a rut. So, I mean, if you're ordering food every single day of the week, you get this weird feeling of guilt at the back of your brain. And what that makes you want is immediate gratification. Oh, my God, yeah. And immediate gratification comes from ordering $35 of Bermalove in like a Uh, single evening. That's exactly what I ordered. (laughs) Um, So I will say it it has a a happy ending, at least in terms of this week, where it's like, um, it's Christmas Eve today. Uh, The past couple days, I've uh, clean, I've like bought some new stuff for my apartment to furnish it. I've like cleaned up my room and done all my errands and stuff. I have much a more clean, like clear mind. Uh, and so that feels good. And I spent a lot of time today at the Napertani, which is the bar that I live on top of. My man. Um, I spent most of the day there because, uh, the heater doesn't work in my apartment and it is frigid. <laughs> and so, uh, I've just like ate breakfast and dinner at the bar and like hung out with the staff there and like got some work done. So that sounds nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the week was stressful and then it's had a happy ending just, just right in time for the holidays. It's funny how doing a practical thing, which feels like the least intuitively nice thing to do when you're stressed out and overwhelmed can be the meditative thing. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I was exactly the same this last week. We're going to do an entirely separate episode on mental health. Uh, we have a good friend of ours, Tyler May, who has a very own podcast called uh, Mr. Feels that I highly recommend checking out. Check it out. Um, that we'll be talking about mental health with, because um, by God, he's smarter than us. But the reason we wanted, uh, the reason I'm referencing that is because I think we both had a tricky mental health week. I was sick for most of last week, which led to me getting very, I was in bed a lot. Right. Which, if you know anything about me, I can get very, I can get cabin fever in like 15 minutes. Oh my God, yeah. So I got very, uh, uh, I started getting obsessive about things that objectively I don't care about. Like I would go downstairs and think to myself, oh, I should do, I'm like a little shaky, I'm a little feverish, but I could do some chores. I could take the trash out. I could right. do my, my, my laundry. And then I would go to myself, well, I have laundry tabs, but I prefer these other laundry tabs. 
do I do I order them on Amazon and wait like two? But then I won't have the the pants that I want to wear tomorrow. Like and just yeah, like yeah, this yeah. stuff it's, that yeah. doesn't matter it's because the micro yeah it costs three dollars to do laundry. Yeah, one tenth of my Burma Love order that I'm undoubtedly going to make later in the day. Oh, absolutely! Shout out to Burma Love. Um, but it, it, but the, the, the struggle was its own struggle, and it was completely right. unproductive. Like it did nothing for me agonizing over that. Yeah. But the problem with when you're when you're agonizing over something. It makes it easier to agonize over other things. Oh, oh, which is totally. why sitting down, doing your taxes, cleaning your apartment, buying new furniture—like these are things that feel intuitively uh, tasky, chory. Absolutely, but so good for you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tied. I re- re- you've seen my living room. I redid my living yeah, room this great. last week, and it changed nothing in my life. I barely spend any time in my living room, but the fact that I did that made it feel it made my week feel concrete and successful. It's almost like. These tiny things that don't feel like they give you immediate value are recharging like your mental faculties. And and that's so hard to it's very similar to like exercise and how like exercise has a measured effect on mental health, but it's really hard to treat it as like a medicine. Yeah. Right. Like it's like um, take this pill. It'll make you feel better. You're like, cool. As I go outside and walk for 20 minutes, it'll make you feel better, which will inadvertently make you more effective because currently you're not doing anything because you feel like a pile of trash. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have time to walk 20 minutes. (laughs) And it's like, you're about to waste six hours in bed. Yeah. Like that's literally happened to me like this week. I like got in bed at 8 p.m. Didn't get to bed until 2 a.m. Madness. In just doing absolutely nothing. And I bet you if I had tried to get out of my head and go do something that's like rote and something that doesn't require my creative brain and just like is a simple task to complete a Mm. simple like little mini quest a left brain project yeah i'm i i know that i would have felt better i feel so much better now even though that most of what i've done the past couple days is like clean my apartment yeah there's like instinctual value to uh uh fortress building right yeah like nesting when yeah. you feel unstable, what's the number one feeling? Oh, sorry, what's the number one fear that comes from feeling unstable? Oh my god, invaders are going to come. A saber tooth's going to come and eat my baby. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I'm just going to make my baby safe by building a nicer home. I'm yeah. Going to yeah, make yeah. everything safer internally, as in your apartment, before I challenge the external, which in turn makes your internal, your brain, healthier. Making everything external, going to the gym, hanging out with friends, eating healthily. It just all feels more available to you. Like it. it I my my life so quickly shifts from like being able to do everything to like everything feeling like it's a tire fire. Mm. Like um like today I like when I was like looking at my apartment I was like fuck yeah. <laughs> I did all of this. Um and I have like you know speaking of nesting I just learned about even the concept of nesting recently i like never heard the term but like i bought a bunch of stuff for my apartment i'm trying to make it like homey i've lived in the same place for three and a half years i never thought about making it homey before people have told me that my room looks like a prison cell <laughs> and i'm now finally because of the god <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> because of the steel bars that i have on the door because <laughs> of my parole <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like when I was walking through my apartment, I was like, you know what? And I also have the urge to floss. And I also have the <laughs> urge to like go on a run. And I also have the urge to like do this creative work that I didn't think I had before. Yeah. It is so hard 
so deceptively hard to quantify the amount of like mental energy points that you gain by taking care of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Which of course, right? It's of not course. <laughs> it's yeah. so obvious. It turns out it, the number of times that we only you and me. Yes. Let's discount all the other people that we talk to about this kind of thing. We talk to each other every day. Yeah. But on average, about three times a week, one of us will say to the other, hey, have you noticed how if you just do X, Y happens? Like, oh uh, my, a common it, one we've been throwing out is, shit, I just went for brunch with a friend or I just like hung out with Jarvis for an hour yeah. and it made me feel fulfilled and hopeful and positive and it cost no money and yeah. it was really easy to set up because we live in the same city but I agonized over which place to get brunch at for two hours. Oh my god, And yeah. I just shouldn't have. We should have just gone for a walk. The number of times that we communicate that despite the fact that it doesn't really seem to be locking itself into long-term memory. Well, it's interesting. Like, well, yeah, it does happen a lot but I do think we're making progress um, partially because of the show, partially because, you know, we're, uh, uh, getting, you know, we're becoming like more comfortable with each other and we're like more able to sort of call each other out on their shit and like say what's really on our mind without worrying. Like, am I going to like hurt this relationship that is budding with this person? It's like, I pretty much feel like I can just tell you how I feel. And these very simple affirmations are so effective and, and unintuitively so yeah and now a very special presentation from inside the actor's studio hi i'm tony award-winning playwright lin-manuel miranda and i play jordan cope on the podcast and i'm forty-five thousand time academy award winner meryl streep and we're here today to talk to you about something very close to our hearts Yes. Because despite the fact that our podcast, Sad Boys, generates over $400,000 per episode, we're always looking for new iTunes reviews. Leaving us an iTunes review is the most impactful way that you can support the Sad Boys in 2018. You're absolutely right, actress of a generation, Meryl Streep. An iTunes review is truly the highest compliment you can pay us. Just leave us a five-star review. Tell us about your experience. Share your feelings when you listen to the podcast. And we really can't emphasize... It does need to be a five-star review to really matter. If it's less than five stars, you will no longer be able to hear Hamilton. And you will no longer be able to perceive any of the work by perhaps the most preeminent creator of our generation, Meryl Streep. Thank you for your time. This has been a very special presentation. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. Now, at this point, if for whatever reason somebody is still listening to the show, they've probably thought to themselves, wow, they haven't mentioned the name of the topic yet. Ah. And that's because I think this is a slightly more freeform episode because the topic itself is a little bit more open than usual. It's true. Um, We each have specific things we want to talk about, but today, today we're specifically talking about, as an overview, vulnerability. Yes. Which, one of the broadest topics we've talked about on the show, mm-hmm. um, but the reason we want to do vulnerability is because I have one very specific thing that I wanted to talk about in relation to the show and in relation to, to general creative pursuits, uh, yeah. something I just wanted to externalize in the show, but also because it's like a nice thesis statement for the end of the year for yeah. this show. It's, we're, you know, there's only a few more days, and I was going to say how many, I think it's seven uh, left in- Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's seven days left in 2017. And we're looking forward on a new year. And as superficial as it is to think about making changes to your life on, you know, a a day changing or whatever, there is something so powerful about the the year resetting 
that I think it's perfectly like I think it's a great wrap up and a great reset. Like we all like to think about things in digestible chunks, mm. like a season, right? It's like there's no reason that a show can't just go on. Yeah, sure. Right? But like there's it allows time to digest. It allows us to encapsulate a a chunk of our life. And in that chunk is the year, and that year is coming to a close. And that's why we're not doing Sad Boys anymore. <laughs> it's all over. Until the following week when we do a new episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's all over for 2017. It did sound like we were about to announce that the show's ending. <laughs> I, I mean, you sold it pretty well. That was a great acting. Um, yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I, I hate those people that are just... Uh, I hate those people too. Uh, you know, the ones <laughs> I'm talking about. No follow-up questions required. <laughs> anyway, uh, next topic. <laughs> do you hate those people? If so, tweet at Sad Boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let us know. Um, Sad no, Boys I, I, I hate those people that are like forcibly contrarian around people celebrating the new year. And we're like, it's yeah. just an arbitrary number. It's like, hey, all of linguistics is arbitrary. You're an arbitrary person. <laughs> you suck. And you're arbitrary to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all of communication is just arbitrary ways of, of showcasing emotion, right? And the year just happens to be another one of them. So, anyway, the reason we're talking about the year specifically, aside from the fact that it's one week away... I really want to, like, argue that guy. I'm like, oh, like, your circadian rhythms are just arbitrary. Like, you could just sleep, you know, for one hour a day. (laughs) Or forever and be dead. Yeah, and maybe that's preferable. (laughs) For you, sir, are arbitrary to me. Uh, Anyway, sorry. No, I couldn't agree more. Fuck you, Steve. (laughs) Steve's got a bad rap on the show. Yeah, Steve's been I don't know what Steve has done because Steve is a name that we've used for a lot of different purposes. <laughs> but one day we'll know. Like one day when the show is huge. Uh when, not if. Thank you. Yeah. Uh someone will rack up all the things that, you know, Karen and Steve and uh <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about that Mark earlier. My, and- my my go to female name is Karen, which not a common name. <laughs> oh, I mean no no no. I I Ha- I've heard I've heard Karen. Yeah. And I also use women. You like, use I- women, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, speak on that. So, <laughs> so You're a manipulative I, shogunist, yeah. I was I, a shogunist. <laughs> shogunist. You, in in Edo a period ja- Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I like, I was going to fill in that blank for you. I- but I'm so fucking proud. Oh, thanks, dude. Oh my god. So That's I was Bill Wirtz for history of Japan. Video. Yeah, <laughs> great video. I, I I was raised by um, I was gonna say I was raised by very powerful women. <laughs> I was raised by a group of Olympians. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I I was raised you know um, by by women exclusively, and um, I we, this is weird, but my polls are always like women in my life mm. like so i will always use like sandra and sandra oh, is like my my great aunt who is like like my second mother do you, you ever know? feel any conflict it, around like the joke you're making and the name you choose oh no but like that's what i'm saying is that i always feel an intense amount of conflict because there's my comedy brain that needs to pull out a name and then, because I know that establishing the name in yeah. the moment is important and for Sandra the, gets there first. Yeah, yeah, and Sandra gets there first. And then I'm like, oh, I didn't want to put Sandra in that position. Yeah. <laughs> Sandra doesn't deserve this. Sandra doesn't <laughs> deserve that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so that is is often, like, making me question. Like, like it just puts me in a weird spot. So the topic for today is uh, vulnerability, which is a little bit broader of a topic than we normally talk about. We right, usually go a right. little bit more granular, but this time I specifically requested from Jarvis 
that we talk about vulnerability because I had something that I wanted to say to the sad boy sad boys audience. Yeah. The sad children. I don't know what we call <laughs> them. Mm, what do we call them? The, the sad fam. The sad fam. I like sad, sad fam. fam. I tell you what, let's leave it let's leave it up to the audience. Yeah, well, yeah, I think that's Submit right. Submit some ideas. We'll uh, get a caucus together. Chew Clayton. on that for a little while. <laughs> Clayton. Clayton. Yeah, dude. Clayton, our number one listener. I I mean, you know, Clayton, Kyle, like thanks for your listenership. Clayton and Kyle. Oh, Aaron. Aaron. Oh my God. Aaron. Wait, so many listeners. Wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to start that with Clayton, and then you can go in with Aaron, and I'll do Kyle, because, like, in order of seniority. <laughs> and Aaron? Uh, uh, let me start with Clayton, because I, I don't know what the previous sound uh, like. You want to say shout-outs to Clayton? Oh, yeah. Sh- I mean, shout-outs to Clayton. Shout-outs to Clayton. Shout-outs to Aaron. Shout-outs to Kyle. I mean, the sad fam, or whatever you choose to be called, like, we... Uh, are uh, are so grateful for for your listenership, uh, and I'm here to to both respect that and to say something directly to you, which is Jed, to to I, all of you, I hear to you. fam. Um, in the spirit of, of sad boys, see, wait, fuck, sorry, Jed, I see you, and then in the spirit, oh. it's it's that's that internet friend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to include him. Okay, so in the spirit of in the spirit of sad boys vulnerability. Uh, I wanted to say something outwardly to the Sad Boys fam, which is an apology. I wanted to apologize to the Sad Boys fam. Uh, the reason there haven't been episodes recently is entirely my fault. And J- Jarvis may disagree with that, but I kind of wanted to take ownership of it. Um, I flaked out on a number of recordings over the last few weeks. Um, we, were, we were fairly clandestine about it. We weren't very public about like why that was happening. And um, I don't know how deeply I wanted to get into that right now, but the TLDR is really just that I wasn't feeling great i was feeling uh, a little depressed i was feeling kind of morose kind of lost i wasn't feeling very funny which is a blocker and of course shouldn't be for this show because it's a show about being open and that's why i want right. to apologize i don't want to apologize for being a little depressed i don't want to apologize for feeling yeah, a little yeah. fuzzy i want to apologize for not holding up my end of the bargain which is to no matter what put myself on tape yeah we come here and we sit in my bedroom and I awkwardly lean against a, a memory foam pillow and I talk about where I'm at and you talk about where you're at. And I, yeah, yeah. In the new year, it's my new year's resolution, Jarvis, uh, I hereby promise to the fam that I will always, I feel like they're definitely the fam now, I've said like 19 times, um, I, I, I want to promise to do my best to always present that and to not give you this like weirdly sanitized version of Jordan Cope. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, quite recently, for for a little more context, uh, we set up a couple of recordings. Uh, we had one with a guest that I'm still really excited to have, and we still have that set up, a series of really exciting guests for 2018. Um, but I cancelled that, and I cancelled one or two other just the boys' recordings because each time I, I had woken up that day and I just felt bad about me. I felt, like, bad yeah. about my comedy style and, like, whether or not I was able to express myself. I felt bad about the version of Jordan that I was in the podcast. And while I felt that, I, I knew that that would go away. Right. Because I felt other things other times, right? Right, like, right. I love doing the show. I love the, the, the person that I am on it. I love the person you are on it. Yeah, I yeah. Love my dynamic. But at the time, I just felt frustrated. I felt, like, angry mm. with the Jordan that was on Sad Boys, and I didn't want to be that Jordan for a while. So... I kind of wrestled with that for a few weeks. Jarvis was very kind in, 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 in giving me a little time to figure that out. 
And then on this episode, I just wanted to come in and apologize for that. Apologize for not taking the risk and trusting that we have like the nicest listeners in the world. We do. We do. Universally sweet. And I should have trusted that no matter what kind of Jordan I was, they would be welcoming. And Yeah. I'm fucking back. Hey, well, welcome back. I, I, it's really interesting to hear that put this way. Because I, I mean, like I was there for this, but at the same time, um, hadn't heard, you know, your telling of the events um and sure i imagine they're somewhat skewed right like, well sure like in the in the interest of like you know sad boys vulnerability it's like i i was frustrated also but i got over that because i think that the show has to go on with us as ourselves and if if this is a like side effect of that then that is in the canon of the show sure, and not something that like is to be like brushed under the table. And I, I, I really appreciate your um, goal in 2018 to, to try and like be there even when you're like not feeling good about yourself. I, I don't want to like put you on the spot um, for that, but I also, um, you know, that gives me, me a little bit more uh, ammunition is the wrong word, but like, uh, I think that even going back to like episode zero of sad boys, like yeah. there, there is a degree to which um, I am just trying to get the thing to happen. And I think it's because my vulnerability, the thing that I am vulnerable about is that as a solo creator, you know, like I have a YouTube channel um, and, and I'm trying to slash Jarvis Johnson. Yeah. YouTube.com slash Jarvis Johnson. And uh, I'm, you know, trying to put out quality tweets and Instagrams and trying to like build this like personal brand and stuff that zaps my energy the most. Yeah. And specifically for like for YouTube, which I love dearly and I love writing and, and ideating on my videos. If I'm not at the perfect mental state for writing, then I just like can't write and it bums me out so much. Like and conversely with, with a partner when there's like someone that, uh, sort of share some of that burden. It helps me edit myself less. I think a lot of times I will put something out into the world and go, no, that's bad. Sure. And, and, and it, it paralyzes me to a certain degree with my own, um, with my own solo stuff. And so it really helps to have someone else to go, no, it's fine. Or no, like crooked slightly. So right. Uh, to help me get over that, like mental block. And the thing about sad boys and the thing about creating with another person, and this is also probably why all of my old creations also involves other people is because like back when I was like 14 and stuff, when I'm creating with another person, I feel like I have infinite creative energy because it's like this feedback loop of like, oh, okay, this person's accepting me. I'm accepting them back and forth. Right. And it's like, it helps me get something out. And because I've pent up a lot of frustration from not being able to like finish my things on my own, I want to keep creating a lot when I'm with that other person. I'm like yeah. addicted to that creation. And so that's like I when I record Sad Boys, I like want to do like four episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I because I, I could just keep going for some reason. Like there's just like something there. And uh, it's also why which is also why I like agonize over things like tweets because I, I like literally like when I tweet, I will like send it to a friend. I'll send it to Jordan. I'll send it to my friend, Russell. I'll be like, 
like you see where I'm getting at here, this is right? Working right. This translates. Like, like I won't just like put it out there, and it's because I like need a little bit. There's something editing me, right? There's something that like I can't without something to bounce off of. It's also why, you know, for the longest time, like talking into a camera is is so much harder than just like looking at another person because or like performing like I do improv performing in front of a crowd because you can read mm. the other person. And when there's nothing to read, like the camera, I'm just like seeing my own reflection in the lens. It's like uh, there's that classic adage about like the distinction between writing and speaking. Yeah. If you're in a room by yourself and you've got a scotch in your hand and you're you're an an old writer struggling with the story you're trying to release from your heart, then it's a a solo experience. The pain is coming from the fact that you know what you want to do, but articulating it is the pain, as opposed to communication and speaking, which is, you know, linguistics is its own art. Yeah. It's all just about, oh, I use an inflection that clearly Jarvis doesn't really vibe Right, with. right. Oh, that's a word Jarvis doesn't really like. Hey, this is a kind of joke that Jarvis loves. And you slowly adapt. You mold to that person's way of communicating. Totally. And then become second nature. Boom, I can go. I can go and be fast. Like, we uh, shot a sketch, what, a few months ago at this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I have only been involved in, in two of your videos. That was one of them. Right, right, And in right. both cases, I mean, you can probably speak to this more so because you have the other data set of yeah, videos yeah, that yeah. I was not involved in. But in both cases, there were very few moments where you were like doing a line and going, ah, eh, and then just silence and thought. It was all just like, hey, how's this? ba 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 pow Right, And then right. here's another line and here's another presentation of that line. And that speed and, and, and uh, uh, intensity is really, really hard to replicate by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cooperative creation is like, it's a nice combination of that writing, uh, Hemingway sitting with a scotch in his hand, and sad boys hanging out and chatting, you know? Yeah, and it's it, it's ultimately why nothing is created by anyone alone. Yeah. Because, like, even with Hemingway, or even with, like, any author, they have editors. And, like, people think that the editor is just like, oh, you spelled this word Your wrong. Your grammar's off, it's, right. This is... Uh, affect not effect or whatever like that's not it's like they're thinking like holistically about the whole piece yeah like like when i send a script to jordan or my friend russell which i do it's because like i authored something but i know that when a second set of eyes sees it they're going to like there's a lot of power in that fresh set of eyes they're going to be like oh you were like really focused on this like like weaving these two threads but this is a scarf and and i'm like <laughs> <Yeah>. oh <laughs> oh this was a scarf I the whole time i was making a scarf like, i forgot beginning. that when i started making this i was like i'm going to make a scarf and then i got really deep into the threads and i was like okay over under over under yeah. and then they were like and then you walk outside and you're like oh my neck's cold yeah, yeah <laughs> i forgot like, about that part oh my neck's cold oh i i never was fulfilled <laughs> by that project that I started what was that and then I show it to one of my friends and they're like oh this is like a scarf yeah. and I'm like oh oh I was calling it a neck blanket yeah yeah <laughs> that's it a scarf it was, it was a neck you. blanket and I put it on my feet <laughs> and I was like I was like why doesn't this feel right yeah and and, and I just showed it to someone and uh and one thing I want to get better at is keeping myself going, like like cheering myself on, uh, reading myself and trusting my own, like my voice. And I don't think I'll ever not have other people chiming in and getting their opinions. But right now I'm blocked. Like when, I, like it blocks me when I can't, can't uh, get feedback on something. When I can't get feedback on something. And in, in learning, having a dialogue with yourself is its own art form, right? Like that's yeah. a completely separate skill set, which I will say 
you have been getting better at. I mean, as somebody that's been reading your scripts and also been somewhat behind the scenes on some of your content. Right. Yeah, it's get, it's clearly becoming easier. Right, right, uh, right. Though I would also not give yourself too much of a hard time because it will never be easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will only ever be easier. Right. Um, and that and it's and I think that um I want one day to I like I've so like I value so much creating uh with another person. Like I will never stop doing that. Um and that's why I'm so excited about this show. But at the same time, I know how much energy I leave on the table sometimes, and I would love to be able to turn that into creative energy for solo things mm. because I know that I can control me, and if I can get better at like managing myself, um, then I will sort of reach some of my like creative goals with regard to like what I'm able to do because I am able to like trust myself better and I'm able to. Uh, uh, write better and like get further by myself. And like, there's always going to be other voices in the room, but it's just an area of personal improvement. Yeah. And to take it full circle, I mean, what we're basically talking about in a weird roundabout way is exactly what we were talking about earlier on with, hey, if you're really struggling with something, just go back to basics. If you're agonizing over the script that you just can't find the basics of, you can't find the nuance that you got into it for in the first right, place. Right, right. And you're like, oh, I hate this phrasing. I hate this grammar. I hate this this patter that I have in my speech. And then you give it to somebody else, uh, the equivalent of, well, I'm really frustrated by my like work lifestyle and my relationships aren't going well at the moment. I'm just going to clean my apartment. Right. Instead of agonizing over this sentence or this paragraph or the fact that you don't feel like the perfect version of yourself to be on a podcast right now instead just get on the podcast just go for a run just write down your thoughts just clean your apartment just take a bath wild how effective that is for example like after cleaning my apartment i had like a ton of ideas for tweets i practically texted jordan a inspirational manifesto this morning at like 9 30 a.m um, it's because that energy is cyclical. It, yeah, it, it feeds is. itself. I was in the shower and I like had an idea for like uh, the visuals on something. It's in in when I was just in my head, none of that. It was it was only the feeling of being frustrated mm. that I couldn't create. Yeah. And going back to basics, I didn't expect going back to basics to fix it. The reason I went back to basics was because it was a necessity for like not living in a cesspool. And when I did it, I was like no fucking way yeah i in fact it's, like, it's almost frustrating how simple it is right because i'm even realizing that just this moment that i should go back to basics when i feel that and i hope that like when i'm in that situation again i don't go well no this is different this yeah. is a different time no th- this is <laughs> previous jarvis doesn't understand I'm sleepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> which has never happened before. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Um, it's supposed to be a foot blanket. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. No, no, it, it was a scarf to begin with. Just make the fucking scarf. Yeah, or, or even that it doesn't know what it is. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I had that today where I was like, oh, I wrote this script and it has this thesis, but I want to slightly shift the thesis because I think I have a, str- a different, I, I have an argument that I feel, but I, I wanted to, shift it because I had an argument that I felt was more true to what I'm experiencing. And when I shifted it, I was like, Oh no, like here it goes. Like it's all over now because (laughs) who knows what this is going to be. But yeah, I I just need to take a step back and maybe focus on something else for a minute and it will become clear or I'll like, you know, reach out to 
to a friend and get a second pair of eyes on it or something. As well as apologizing to the Sad Boys fam, I also want to say thank you for a really interesting latter part of the year and also a thank you for what I'm going to ask them to do. Oh, okay. Which is to keep us accountable for our New Year's resolutions. And these are not New Year's resolutions just generally as people. These right. are specifically uh, New Year's resolutions as to how we keep doing Sad Boys. Yeah. New Year's resolutions as to what the show looks like, how it performs, what we put into it. Right. So to kick us off, um, I guess I'll propose my New Year's resolution. And what I want from the audience and from, from friends and family and anybody even tangentially involved to the show, but most of all, my good friend Jarvis, is to keep me accountable to the fact that this show always goes well. Yeah. It can go weird. It can go tiring. I've done episodes where I'm just completely burned out and I've done episodes where I felt completely rejuvenated. But whatever it is, it's like therapy. Yeah. You don't skip a day of therapy because you feel sensitive. Right, right, right. <laughs> you go to therapy to express your sensitivity or you go to a therapy to express your elation. You go to therapy to express. Yeah. And I, I think I'm doing a disservice to the audience if I don't express. Yeah, like Sad Boys is just the a window in time. A vignette, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so it doesn't matter how we feel. I've... Oh, on so many episodes of Sad Boys, like just gotten frustrated at some point of the show, and it it just needs to be. Yeah. And, and, and and a lot of times that doesn't even like pick up because when we're in it, it's therapeutic. Yeah, it's, it's a frustration like, oh, that wasn't quite the way I wanted to phrase that thing, or I didn't communicate that as effectively as I want to, but. It doesn't matter. You yeah. communicated the thing you were able to communicate. Like, if you went to a therapy session and then you said, uh, can we scratch that? Can we just scratch that whole session? Because yeah. it wasn't quite as good as I wanted That's it to be. That's a great point, by That's the way. a crazy way to live your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's completely acceptable. Um, and I should mention... Or even you, like, you like wake up in the morning and you, like, start getting ready and you're like, actually, <laughs> let me start over. I don't <laughs> no. quite like the technique I used while I was brushing my teeth. Yeah, not today. Not I today. Think perhaps Tuesday will offer a better chance. Though, I, to be fair, I have reset my day one time. Really? It's a day that I walked outside... Uh, I call. I was late. I was. I called a Uber to get to work on time. It showed up outside of my apartment and then started driving away. It was raining. I ran after it, fell, slid, scraped up my knee, <laughs> fell through a mousetrap factory, <laughs> yeah. then into a firework factory. <laughs> yeah, no. I I basically like fell and slid, muddied up all these new clothes that oh. I just bought, like scratched up brand new white vans, <laughs> and then I was just like all right, I got to go home. Yeah. I got to take off all these things. I got to get back in bed and I got to get up and pretend it's a new day. I have so much time for that. Yeah. 17 thumbs up to you, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn, that's great. Yeah, but it, but um, but that was, a, that was a one in a thousand for sure. Sure. Like that is probably one of the worst mornings I've ever had. Right. But then also to, to pull it back to the analogy... You didn't then say, well, that experience wasn't worthwhile. It contributed nothing. Instead, we're talking about it now and you're saying, hey, I had this experience. I learned some things. I grew and I tried again. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. I just fucking, I didn't even get up again. I got back yeah. to bed and I set the bed on fire. It's true, yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, they're different things. I, I think the point that, that we're trying to make here is that Sad Boys, in a lot of ways, Sad Boys is a production, but it is... At its core, just us in a window in time, exploring our 
feelings. Yeah, and hopefully getting a little bit of your feelings too. We've been getting DMs lately, which is so exciting for It's me so exciting. That I, I, you know, it's really hard to judge a show from the inside, but <laughs> it probably sounds disingenuous when we say like, hey, hit us up on DMs and tweet at us. It, I, we, every single time we have received a tweet or DM, the other person that found, like, one person finds it, yeah, yeah, access yeah. to the Twitter account, has screenshotted it and sent it to the other person, and we've talked extensively about yeah, it. Yeah, we're just like, isn't this wild? Like, how kind of this person to share this perspective and to do it so articulately, and, uh, oh my god, just it's thank you super cool. so much. Yeah. And that's the exact reason I trust this fam enough to hold me accountable to be my, my real self on this show, because the, the other half of that apology, really, is like, ah, I think on one or two episodes, I've drifted into performative Jordan. Yeah, yeah And that's yeah. not bad. It's it's fine. It's like, you know, it's a way of doing the show. I think the I think our selling point is that we can bounce between our performances and our true selves. Yeah. I, it's I want- watching a movie and the director's commentary at the same time. <laughs> Flicking between channels. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. So, and, and I think sometimes I, I tend to lean a little bit too far on the movie. And if anybody ever feels that, Tell me, like I want to be the rawest, most uh, uncured version of Jordan. Check in on us, like I, I, I think Kick that, our ass. Yeah, I think that we're really open to that. Yeah. Um, and I, I pride myself on taking criticism. Well, Travis, speaking of taking criticism and being vulnerable, what is your New Year resolution for Sad Boys? Um, so my New Year's resolution for Sad Boys is a. To, I don't know. I haven't told you about this, but it's a. Whatever we have to do to hit a weekly schedule every, the day, like for the like yeah. like on the same day. So basically, Wednesday release, Thursday, that kind of thing. Yeah, like a Wednesday or a Thursday release or a Tuesday, whatever. Like some day of the week, the same day, every day. Like if that means we need to uh, record episodes, like a bunch of episodes, and keep keep a hopper of episodes. Like I don't know how to make it work, but it is a dream of mine to release content on the same day. And I would love to understand how that happens. No, that's, uh, that's baller. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, No, that's, that's a, so that's a thing for me. Um, because I, you know, for the listeners, like Jordan and I split responsibilities for sad boys. I edit the show. And a lot of the times when I like, don't have a show to edit, I'm like, dang, I was ready. Yeah, you know, I got that. I got that edit energy in my bones. Yeah. I'm, I'm cause because I, I be looking feel, at an empty project. Yeah, <laughs> an audition just moving I open up around. Audition, yeah, and I just like start talking, <laughs> <laughs> hitting, <laughs> placing markers. <laughs> yeah, I start. I start. <laughs> Welcome to Sad Boys episode Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> episode me. But I do that because I know the community that I'm serving, and I want to like do right by them. Because uh, when somebody like tells me like. Hey, I was looking for sad boys today and I didn't see it. I'm like, fuck, man. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. And it's like it didn't matter how I felt. I was doing it's like um it's like if you're a lunch person at a school and you're like <laughs> I can already sound such an interesting analogy. I like that. No, but it, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's like it's like little Johnny like doesn't get his scoop of of sloppy Joe. Well, sorry, Johnny, I was feeling vulnerable. <laughs> I yeah, just yeah, wasn't. Yeah. I was tired that day, and I wasn't able to make. Yeah, you exactly. Any food. And it's like, in a lot of ways, it's like, okay, sure, this isn't a job, but this is. 
I think this has already baked itself into our own emotional developments mm. that it should be like it, it, not not a job, but it should be something that we're held accountable for. Yeah. No, I love that. And as the person you mentioned splitting responsibilities, the main thing I focus on is like, you know, the biz dev stuff. I book the guests and, and try and focus on growth stuff. And it's all part of my apology. I, I think we fell behind because I wasn't I wasn't cranking hard enough or at least not like prioritizing it in a way that I should have, uh, possibly because it's not a job, you know, like I yeah. wasn't putting it high enough. But it's something that gives me value and, and, and gives me worth. I've only. never regretted any time I spent on anything for Sad Boys. Not, yeah, not a single second. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. I mean, now that we've done our New Year's resolutions, I do have one final bit of ludicrous vulnerability. Yeah. I don't want to get on tape. Hit me. I don't want to get on that record. Hit me. I love you, Jarvis. Oh, man. This has been... I've never been so excited and positive about a creative project, and it's never been so fun to invest time in. Um, one of the reasons that I want to consolidate my time better in the future and, like, you know, really crank on making this show come out on a weekly basis right. is because every single record we've done, regardless of, like, comfort, quality, content, topic, guest, whatever, has been a growth experience. Yeah. I've, like, walked away from it like, oh, I'm a slightly different version of Jordan Cope now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I feel that too, yeah. I remember the iterations of Jordan between episodes of Sad Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I, I do. And I think that this episode will walk away different people, which is so freaking cool. Yeah, dude. And I, I, I mean, I've, I've told you this privately, but like I, you know, love and respect you so much. And I'm so happy that we've found this like way to collaborate. Um, and I think it's fed into a lot of the other things that we're doing for the better. Like I think I, I ultimately think that we are becoming better at the things that we want to do in the world because we have like found each other and like in, in, in a lot of ways life is like this, like, you know, two ships passing in the night. <laughs> yeah. uh, you never know how long, you know, you'll be like aligned with someone, but um, I'm never going to in, in very much the same way as like, I think about the online friends that I've met in real life, the, the each creative project that I did when I was, you know, in, in high school or even before that, I remember exactly who was involved and I remember how much it meant to me. Yeah. And this is, this is one of those times. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. And I mean, if we're two ships passing the night, I'm boarding you and I'm stealing your jewels. This is a, a ship is boarding another ship. <laughs> Jordan doesn't know what a metaphor is. He's taking my watch. <laughs> he thinks it's a ship. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I it's it's been really positive so far. And, and it's funny that we already talked about the idea of cleaning your house and, and, and doing the chores and yeah, doing yeah, the yeah. small, minuscule pieces that make you feel comfortable. And that's what this show is. That's what our relationship is in general. But particularly when you'll check in with me and be like, hey, what's up? What are you doing for the show? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm good. Well, how's the edit going? It's like, oh, suddenly I have energy to go and vacuum my house because yeah. I got that little boost. Yeah, That's yeah, just yeah. a little taster of productivity. Yeah, or it's like if I can send you a a quote from an episode that I'm editing or a like a, a, like a crudely shot cell phone video of a <laughs> video that I'm editing. It like gives me so much because it feels like I'm releasing a little bit of something. Yeah. 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 And it's, I can't put it out publicly. And it is the exact same emotion yeah, yeah, as yeah. redesigning your living room. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But it's something that, that isn't cyclical, right? Like when you redesign your living room, ah, it's still your living room. 
You still sit right, in it, right. you still live in your room. Yeah. Whereas now, shit, I just made like an additional 25% of a Sad Boys episode. Yeah. I just pushed. And there's, there's output. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think both of those things, both stuff that like doesn't have an output, like for in a lot of ways, like cleaning your room or like going on a run doesn't have the output in the same way that like making an hour of audio content is or two hours the way this episode is shaping up. <laughs> like, um, but they're both equally valuable you cannot have one without the other you cannot have the like the the, the meat without the vegetable or i mean like that's you could be vegan you, uh, no you can't <laughs> so, so you you can't have the 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 protein without the fat and sure. the carb you know you need those like macronutrients and they're all a piece of the pie damn what the hell is the homework for this episode the homework for this episode is like to tell us your new year's resolutions tell us your new year's resolutions and also it's a double homework. Oh, shit. I want you to go tell a Jarvis in your life the value that they bring to you. Yeah, because... Be it, in a, it could be in a creative capacity. It could be in a personal capacity. Just express it. Yeah, when you think of, like, the relationships that you have in your life that, like, are changing the way that you are as a person, first of all, those things are rare. Yeah, and they cherish should, them. And Yeah, so cherish them because they should be celebrated uh, and they won't come around every day. So go out and find the people that clean your living room. Figure out the living room cleaners. Yeah. <laughs> Emotional living room cleaners. Yeah, and just do yourself a favor and clean your house. Yeah, uh, not a metaphor. <laughs> it's, it's a mess. <laughs> Literally, I have seen your house, uh, Sad Boys fam. It's a trash heap, so go it's, clean it's your bad. house. Um, Alrighty. I think we out. I think we, we, we out. We are dawning on Christmas Day, my friend. We are. We it's, are uh, 47 minutes away from Christmas Day. It's about to be Christmas Day. So we're going to go and be festive, I reckon. Yeah, let's do it. We love, we love you. you. And we're, and we're sorry. sorry. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>